Hi, I'm the new MTG chef who only uses cards from Time Spiral Remastered. Are you going to say your name or was that it? Was that the joke? Oh, right. Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for the reaction. (laughs) I thought it was, I thought you had a punchline. No, no, that was it. Time, time, time spiral remastered. Okay. Because it's a herb. uh, (laughs) I said I had my joke. I didn't say it was good. Well, I'm the arch enemy of X Men's Wolverine in red, blue, and green. Team or Sabretooth. Jazz. Oh, oh, that's clever. I appreciate that. A good nerdy shout out. Yeah. Yes. And he was so hot in X Men Origins Wolverine. We love. Yeah, of course. We do. Okay. Um, Hi, babe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling fun. I'm feeling flirty. I'm feeling feelings. Feeling feelings. That that's good to feel. Mm, yes, I, I'm a feeler. This podcast sponsored to you by uh, Summer's Eve. Feeling fresh and flirty. What Summer's Eve is that a thing? Oh, Summer's Eve is a, a like a vaginal wash. <laughs> so <laughs> that is not what I was expecting. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, if you want to stay flirty, fresh, and squeaky clean, um, are very—they're really not hitting their target audience with <laughs> with the sponsorship. But they might be, though. They might be. <laughs> they might. Any any folks who are listening with vaginas, um, we got your back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <clears throat> we want Jesus. that coochie to be perfection. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is the partner commanders. <laughs> okay okay i'm sorry (laughs) oh my god it wasn't that funny calm down i'm just trying to i'm trying to calm down but it's making me laugh (laughs) okay Okay, well welcome this is the partner commander's podcast i'm jazz the host i guess of today because ralph is just a mess still wow oh my god it was not that funny i'm trying to calm down sorry wow sorry i, I love just, you i just you watched are... like i watched like four episodes of futurama in a row i'm in a really fun giddy funny mood well that's great that's that's great what else has, has been going on this week for you <laughs> sorry yeah this is the podcast i'm a very serious podcaster um <clears throat> Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, I've just been spending the day kind of being hyped about the Strixhaven pre- of previews. They started today. Uh, I watched the stream on Twitch. It was a lot of fun. The day of our recording, not the day of our of the airing of this episode. I don't perceive time. So um, yeah, the Strixhaven spoilers uh, are starting today. I'm sure we'll be talking about them real soon, but um, I, I'm going to say that I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. They've been really cool. I like them so far. Um, some of them are very, very. A little. Some of them are a little pushed. Some of them are a little drawn, drawn back. So yeah. 
I'm liking the the new mechanics we're seeing too. Yeah, yeah, we'll absolutely get into that at a later point. But um, I, was, I was about to segue into our topic for today, but like, I don't okay, know. Can ask wanna... me about my week? Okay, I was gonna. I, yeah, that's why I stopped. I'll be like, oh wait, we haven't like yeah, like jazz, my beeb, my jazzberry sandwich. How was your week? It's good. My week's been good. Um, You've been streaming. I got new headphones. And I've been streaming. That's because, so I've done a lot of updating to my room. So I've got like new cool lights that were far too expensive. But you know what? You know, treat yourself. A bitch got her stimmy. Come on, so, stimmy. Stimmy neutron. Um, I mean, I was responsible. I paid off a lot, some debts. So that was good. And then also, a uh, game changer for me this week. I learned how to properly sleep on my side. So I'm a slide sleeper for the most part. But then I end up falling asleep. Like I end up really like going into deep sleep on my belly, and snoring. But, I mean, that's just. A, a, sorry about it. <laughs> it's okay. But it's cute. I've learned like how to properly sleep on my side, and you have to like put a pillow under your ribs, and then also a pillow between your legs, and then um, have a pillow for your arm. So that's kind of like what you rested on, and it's a game changer, y'all. I have been having like really, really good sleep. So that's crazy. You're a side sleeper. I'm I, I am a slight side sleeper, but like I've never tried that shit and I've always slept like a like a corpse. So I guess Well, I mean you're not 30 yet, so <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Well, I mean you might even sleep like an even deader corpse. You won't even be in the graveyard. You might be exiled completely. I mean, as long as there is a horror audiobook playing, I am gone. Mm. Yeah. See, it's true crime for me. I need to have some true crime playing. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if, if anything else. Well, I mean, then we can move on to today's topic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, let's just get into it. And um, this is the second part of our monthly series. Uh, kind of monthly, like every four weeks or so is what we're going to aim for. But this is yeah. our deck mashup challenge. Yay! Mash it up! Mash up bum, the dance. Bum, bum, bum. We should get some like dance music mashed mashed up for like the segue. I mean, if we could get the rights to like um, Major Lazer's mash up the dance, that would be really great. But uh, I don't think we can afford Major Laser. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But hey, Diplo, if you're listening, come come sponsor us. Come give us some music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get every sponsorship except ones that are actually relevant to our content. <laughs> I mean, that's fine with me. Sponsor yeah. a bitch. I mean, you are a HelloFresh user currently, so. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, true. I, I would love to spot, get sponsored by HelloFresh. Get some more free meals. They're actually like super good. But the thing that I'm noticing, if you also have done HelloFresh, um, this has nothing to do with the topic that we're talking about. But I mean, it's something to do with the week that we've been going through. Yeah. Um, if you have done HelloFresh, have you noticed that there's a lot of sour cream and sriracha? Or rather, a sriracha crema, as they'd like to call it? Because it's it happens often. <laughs> Hmm. See, I like shiracha, but I'm not like a huge fan of sour cream. But like, is it just like like shiracha mayo? Um, basically, I mean, like it, they use it for like to top tacos or to top. It's usually just a topping. 
It just tops. Yeah, you know how much we love a top. Yeah, a good spicy top. Yes, we keep our tops spicy and our soggy bottoms. That's that's what I thought of because of the Great British Baking Show. Okay. Soggy bottom. Soggy bottom. Anyway. Well. um, I'll try not to have another laughing fit. My eyes hurt from the last one. But um, (laughs) this is um, our deck mashup challenge. And if you had listened to our last deck mashup episode, you know that the deck mashup challenge that we give ourselves um, is a table of color combinations and deck themes. And then we roll randomly and we get um, two combinations of a color pairing and a theme. And we just try and build a deck out of it. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's actually pretty fine. And we actually have a good time of it. And yeah, uh, this week, I think both of us got pretty um, decks that lend well to each other or rather themes, themes and colors that lend well to each other. It's not like completely out of the box. No, it's not. Um, But um, yeah, so last week um, I did uh, the Jeskai Life Burn. uh, Did I say last Last month? Last month. Last month. Jesus. Time isn't real. Time is not real. Time is not real and not valid. But um, yeah, so I did the uh, Jeskai Life Burn with Savin the Chronoclasm and uh, Jazz. What did you do? I did vehicles, Naya, in uh, with Samut. Yeah, so those were a lot of fun and we're going at it again. Um, this time uh, with some brand new decks and uh, maybe some cool tech that you might look into. What and, did you get, or what did what were if you weren't paying attention last week, or oh yeah, last week, last month, um, Ralph? Would you care to remind us what your mashup is for this episode? So my color combination is a four color pairing with no black, so that's red, white, blue, and green. Um, so that commonly known as the Ink Ma uh, four color pairing after Ink Ma Nephilim, uh, but also commonly uh, known for gay dads, uh, Kineos and Tiro. Love of Miletus um, because for a long time uh, that was the only creature with all of those four colors in its mana cost since then we have gotten Omnath but my theme for this color combination was artifacts fantastic yeah the most popular theme although kind of missing black kind of sucks without having for artifacts but I I made it work I made it work we made good um, for myself, I had the four color combination of white, black, blue, and green. Um, so all the colors except for red. I'm not sure what the Nephilim is. I didn't do that deep of a of a, of a research on this. But uh, the theme that I was given was mutate. So thankfully, there's most of the mutate creatures are in those colors. Um, there are a few in red, but not too many. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't missing out on a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so Jazz, do you want to take us through your deck? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Okay. Yes. So this for this mutate deck, I chose. Well, I mean, we had a lot of options given the uh, the new partners that have come out, um, but they don't really lend to the theme as well as it possibly could be. So really, the only uh, real option here was Atraxa. 
because as Atraxa being a angel horror and also having so many keywords, um, Atraxa makes for a great target for mutation. And um, their ability to proliferate has some slight synergies with mutation because uh, some of the mutate cards deal with plus one, plus one counters. All right. So in the deck, we have most obviously the mutators. Obviously, most of the deck is going to be filled with these mutation uh, creatures with the keyword mutate. Um, but most of them are going to have a secondary ability or secondary use. They're not just there for the sake of being able to mutate, obviously. We have for the draw package, or um, we have Dreamtail Herein for draw, which is one of the mutators. So whenever you meet um, Dreamtail Herein, mutates, uh, draw a card. And then we also have Beast Whisperer, Primordial Sage, and Zendikar Resurgent. So we have these cards because they care about casting um, and not entering the battlefield like um, some other creatures like or some other cards like Guardian Project would care about entering the battlefield. Creatures, when they mutate, they don't enter. They they just go onto the battlefield um, yeah, mutating like a creature. So it will not trigger any of the entering the battlefield effects. So we care more so about the casting of the creature, which it will still trigger. Um, we also have Toski, a new creature from uh, Kaldheim, as a mutate target. Uh, Toski also allows us to draw a card whenever we deal combat damage. And also Toski is just great because it's indestructible. So Toski is a great target to mutate onto. Um, I've also added Baleful Strix. It's just a good creature to mutate because it has flying and death touch as well as draw. And then we have, finally rounding it out, is Chulain and Arcanus um, is here for the draw. Chulain cares about the cast trigger of a creature, and Arcanus is here as a tap ability to draw three cards. But they serve an additional purpose, which is the next kind of theme in the deck, which is bouncing our creatures. So Arcanus and Chulain both bounce in different ways. Chulain can target something to bounce, to bounce, but and then Arcanus is here to bounce itself back to our hands. The reason we want bouncing effects or returning to your hand effects is so once we have a creature with mutate that is fully mute, like has a bunch of mutations on it, we want to bounce it back into our hand so we can have those cards to mutate once again to trigger more mutations um i tried actually to build the deck without any humans so that every target or every creature in the deck is a target for mutation but chulane was just too hard to pass up chulane is the only human in this entire deck but it was just it was too good the fact that you get the cast trigger draw and the fact that it slightly ramps you and the fact that it bounces a creature. It was, it was everything the deck needed in one. So I would say like, if you ever play against this deck, you, you should get rid of like two lane hard target, that shit, get it out of the battlefield. Just can get one human as a treat. One, one human. Um, we also have crystal shard and to bounce creatures, which is a great way to, I protect our own creatures from removal, um, also to, you know, further our strategy with mutate, and um, but it also can be great for targeting opponent creatures that are, are being a little pesky. Um, I was going to add Erratic Portal, but the 
um, the CMC was just not fitting into my curve. It's in the it's in the maybe board. So oh, you it got is something a maybe to, board. Sort of. I mean, it's it's there. It's an option if you're building this and you find erratic portal to be better for you, then that's great. But um, for myself, I just was not seeing it um, too well. Um, we have. So the reason I chose Teamer Sabretooth as my intro is because it fits perfectly into this deck. Um, it allows us to bounce creatures back, and then Teamer Sabretooth gains indestructible. So if Teamer, as well as being a cat, so Teamer Sabretooth can be mutated onto, serves multi multi purpose um, uses. And let's see. We've got Fleeting Image, Lantern Spirit, and Darting Merfolk. These are all blue creatures that bounce themselves. They don't target other things, but they can bounce themselves back to their hands. So these are targets to mutate onto. And finally, we have um, Fleece Mane Lion. To... It's the only creature that will bounce another creature with Flash. So it's sort of there as a kind of a protector um, bounce it in for a board wipe and have it die instead. It's just there so that uh, just more utility. I didn't want to fully uh, deck out the deck with a lot of these types of bouncers. That seems really cool. Yeah, I I, I think that it's a great um, synergy with it. So I was going to take this deck to be a little bit more thematic and less flavorful. I wanted to add like polymorph abilities breeding po or um pod abilities but you know just to fit the theme of like mutation and change and stuff like that but then it kind of just became a little too janky and you know me i don't really play that janky of decks so oh boy. but maybe one day i will build this again and have it be more flavorful and less efficient <laughs> um you're gonna have a lot of fun with my deck <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of efficiency, we're gonna uh, we have a lot of copy effects. Um, we have cards that clone or clone themselves to further the mutations of all of our creatures. So we have our mutated creatures and we have ways to bounce them, but we need copies that will benefit from the bounced mutators. So we have our dedicated clones like Spark Double which also gets a plus one, plus one counter. Um, that also synergizes with Atraxa. We have Sakashima, both the new one and the old one. Ooh, um, old one will be duty. able to bounce. Exactly. The old one will be able to bounce itself, while as the new one will kind of provide some utility support with um, getting rid of the pesky or legendary rule. However, something to learn or something to note, when you mutate onto a legendary creature, if it's on the bottom, it's no longer legendary because it's the card is what is on the top. Of yeah, the no, the creature stack. keeps the type line of the creature that's on the very top. Exactly. So you could have a very strong legendary and then mutate onto it and then copy it. And now you have those abilities without the drawback of um, the legendary rules. But Sakashima is just a great kind of clone. Uh, and then we also have Mercurial Pretender, who kind of functions similarly to old Sakashima because it has the bounce ability on itself. 
Um, and then we have creatures that can copy themselves so that you can mutate onto these creatures and then they can create copies of themselves, obviously. <laughs> um, you have Scute Swarm, which is a great card from the new oh, Zendikar Jesus. set um, that will just create copies itself upon uh, land drop triggers. Exactly. It's terrifying. Um, then we have Progenitor Mimic, a older card that will come in as a copy as a creature on the battlefield, except it has at the beginning of your upkeep, if this creature isn't a token creature, a to create a token that's a copy of this creature. So every upkeep, you will get a copy constantly. Um, we've got Pack Rat, so that you can discard a card and then put a copy or put a token on the battlefield that's a copy of Pack Rat. Um, Ooh, then we have good. Mere Propagator where you pay three, you can tap it and put a token that's a copy of Mere Propagator onto the battlefield. And finally, we have Mist Syndicate Naga. This has ninjutsu of two and a blue. And whenever it deals combat damage to a player, create a token that's a copy of Mist Syndicate Naga. So you can just keep on creating copies of your mutated creatures. That way you can continually have... Um, mutate triggers when you bounce the original back to your hand so that you can mutate onto them. Um, for so we're running for so for removal, we're running um, most of them are going to be mutate creatures. Um, we're gonna have chittering harvester, dirge bat, gem razor, souvenir snatcher, and zagoth mamba as our removal for the deck. Um, they these creatures will cause you know your opponents to sacrifice creatures. Um, you can destroy targets with the dirge bat. Gem razor will allow you to destroy target artifacts and enchantments. Souvenir snatcher will allow you to just straight up gain control of a non-creature artifact. So you can take some really key pieces. And the Zagoth Mamba, every time that it mutates, a creature gets minus two, minus two. So with the amount of mutations going on, you can effectively get rid of some key creatures out of the battlefield. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of actually more more removal creatures than I thought there would be. Yeah. Um, what's the What's the color distribution in your deck like? Do you know? So for the most part, the deck is running heavily blue green with splashes of black and white. Yeah, that's um, what I which thought. I'm not at all surprised by just because that is where most of our um, mutate lies in is in blue and green. Yeah, most of the not only, cards are in blue and green. Yeah, but not only that, I would say like a, like just purely because mutate is a creature based mechanic that that just makes your deck a creature based deck. So. All the payoffs exactly. for that are going to be in green and in Simic colors. So naturally, your deck, I'm not surprised that it does lean into that color pairing instead of right. maybe something else. So um, we want our creatures on the board, and we're hoping kind of that our opponents will deal with other issues. So we're only running one board wipe in the entire deck, and that's going to be time wipe. Um, return a creature you control to its owner's hand, then destroy all creatures. This is basically just to save your one good mutate creature and wipe the rest. Um, it is kind of risky because you kind of want to have a little bit more interaction, but given a lot, at least with my own um, pods and the people that I play with, people usually play more in board wipes, so I'm going to rely on them to do most of the dirty work. <laughs> um, 
But if we do end up losing our creatures because of board wipes or targeted removal, thankfully Mutate uh, is here to back us up with a lot of recursion. We have Boneyard Lurker, which is a mutate creature that allows you to re return a permanent card to your hand. We've got Necropanther, which whenever it mutates, return a target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Not the best thing, but it's also, it's, a, it's pretty solid. We've got Nethroy, Apex of Death. Uh, whenever a creature mutates, return a number of target creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. And finally, we've got Otrimi, the ever-playful, who allows us to um, return a target creature card with Mutate anytime we deal combat damage to a player. So it's not all for loss. If we lose some things to the to our graveyard, we can get them back. Given the fact that we're running Atraxa, we also are want to take advantage of the fact that she can proliferate at the end of turn. So we're running a bit of a plus one strategy nice. um, to take advantage of. Probably the, so, the fairest version to play, way to play Atraxa. Right, not super friends. Just uh, regular yeah. plus one, plus one counters. Or infect. Um, or infect, yeah. So we've got Mysterious Egg, Essence, Symbiote, and Glowstone Recluse all interact with Mutate and Atraxa's proliferate. The Essence Symbiote gets a plus one, plus one counter whenever it mutates and you gain two life. The Glowstone Recluse is whenever a creature mutates, put two plus one plus one counters on it. So this hap this works for all creatures' muta mutations, not just its own. And Mysterious Egg is whenever this creature mutates, put a plus one plus one counter on it. So you can essentially keep on growing your board with your mutations, or growing their power with the mutations, as well as Atraxa to proliferate. Um, we've also I've also added, which just seemed like a very fun card, um master biomancer which is Ooh. two yeah which is a four drop two four it's two colors green and blue each other creature you control enters a battlefield with a number of additional plus one plus one counters on it equal to master biomancer's power and is and as a mutant in addition to its other types so Mutants. i mean that kind of Mutants that kind of adds to the flavor of it exactly I love how mutant um, and mutate are like two completely separate things that have nothing to do with each other in the magic <laughs> like universe. Right. So the Master Biomancer is a great card addition because you can mutate onto it to increase its power so that way all your other creatures entering the battlefield will get more plus one plus one counters. Or you can just kind of keep it there on the battlefield. They'll all be entering with plus two um, with two plus one plus one counters on them. So either way it's a target for mutation, or it's just a nice card to have on the battlefield. Awesome. Uh, for ramp, we're running ten ramp cards. Most of them is are gonna, your standard fare, so I'm only going to cover the creatures that are the the ramp that deal with mutation, which is going to be Parcel Beast, Polywog Symbiote, and Migratory Great Horn. Um, Parcel Beast has an activated ability of you pay one, you tap, and you can look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield. If you don't put the card onto the battlefield, put it into your hand. So it's either it's kind of like a coiling oracle on a yeah. stick 
with an activated ability. Yeah. Exactly. Um, funnily enough, Coiling Oracle is also in the deck, so you could mutate Parcel Beast onto a Coiling Oracle so that you can continuously get those uh, abilities out. Hey, I heard you want Coiling Oracles on your Coiling Oracles. Exactly. Um, Polywog Symbiote actually works, uh, functions as both a ramp card and a draw kind of spell. It reads, each creature spell you cast costs one less to cast if it has mutate, so it'll reduce your mutate cost, and whenever you cast a creature spell, if it has mutate, you can draw a card, then discard a card. So some good looting. Um, it's most synergizes well with mutate, obviously. It won't help you out with your other creatures, unfortunately, but we're running enough mutate that we're going to be fine. So how many mutate creatures are you running just gen- overall? Oh, I did not count. Let me count real quick. One, three, four. This exercise five, in numeracy six, seven, was brought to you by eight, nine, ten, craft eleven singles. <laughs> Twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I think okay, so I'm only I think I'm only running seventeen creatures with mutate. Hmm. That seems a little on the low side. Is it? I mean, when you when you want a deck to have a, like a cohesive theme, you should be aiming for like twenty five to thirty cards. I mean, like I'm not telling okay, well, you, there's not that many. No, there aren't that many mutate creatures. So, like, I understand the there are, there are limitations. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. My correct or correction, there's 18. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it's on the lower side, but like, it's close to 20. Um, so that's like almost 20% of your deck. I think that's that would that would still work. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I don't, I'm not trying to like come for your deck or anything. I'm just trying to get a feel for the, the figures and the statistics. Okay. I don't even know where I left off now. You were counting mutate creatures. Okay, prior to oh, that, oh, wait, I don't remember that. where I was talking about. Uh, you talked about ramp? Oh, okay. Yeah, you've gone through like ramp, card draw, um, and removal. So we have Parcel Beast, Polywog Symbiote, and finally we have Migratory Great Horn. And it has a mutate cost of two and a green. Whenever this creature mutates, search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then search your library. So it's also a great uh, card to have because it'll ramp you quite often um finally we just have our extra spells to round out the deck um, we have four counter spells just to protect ourselves of either board wipes or targeted removal or just things that we don't really want to deal with um, we've got arcane denial counter spell negate and swan song just you know your standard very quick two drops nice nice and We've got Strionic Resonator to double up on our mutate triggers in our artifact um, category. I've got two more artifacts, which I'm kind of iffy on, to be honest, if they need, if they even need to be in the deck or not. But it's Lightning Greaves and Swift Food Boots. Oh, Um, they're they're kind of, I mean, they're great cards to have in a deck, obviously. But I don't know how reliant we are on giving things haste, nor am I. Well, with the Lightning Greaves, you give it Shroud, so you won't be able to mutate onto things that have Greaves on them. Um, and so I guess we could keep the boots and get rid of the Greaves, but... Yeah. Um, You'd be better off like kind of... having creatures that have 
those keywords on them. I mean, like I know haste right. is hard to come by in, without red, but um, there's other ways that I mean, like crashing drawbridge. Uh, hello could go in, but um, yeah, I think definitely. I mean, like you could you could keep the boots, um, but I would say the greaves could definitely go. Yeah. Um. So, but this is kind of just my quick and painless uh, mutate deck with Atraxa. Um, it could use a little bit of tinkering here and there, mm-hmm. but uh, that's what I got. Also, yeah. if you are running this deck, um, I highly suggest that you get some infinite tokens because keeping track of all the cre- your copies of mutates are going to be a pain. Mm. Um if not infinite tokens, try and figure out a way to do it. Or yeah, just a piece of paper. But okay, yeah, that's me. That's that's my Atraxa Praetor's voice mutate deck. She is an angel horror here to mutate onto herself or to mutate other things. And um, yeah, awesome. Also, one thing though that I wasn't sure of: if you mutate onto Atraxa but don't make her the top card, i.e. therefore not being Atraxa anymore. Does damage from that mutation count as commander damage? or I don't think it does because it's not the... Because the commander, like, like, trait of a card is tied to the physical card that came from the command zone. And if the card that's dealing the damage is the creature that's on top, not the commander that's on the bottom... I'm pretty sure it's not commander damage. Right. Well, yeah. there you have it. But I'm not um, a I'm not a rules lawyer. <laughs> I'm not a rules judge or anything. I'm a bit of a rules lawyer, but I'm not a judge. It would be a good idea though to use your Sakashima of a thousand faces on Atraxa, so that way you can have two, two proliferates. Um and also just more shenanigans. Yeah. Love copying shenanigans. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun to run. Yeah, I'd like to try it out sometime. I'd like to build yeah. it physically. It'd be very interesting. Maybe take out some cards to add in a little bit more of the yeah. non-synergistic mutation creatures. But um, that's what I got. Yeah, I mean, like, you already have the Otrimi precon, don't you? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that has a big heap of mutate creatures in it. It just doesn't have white. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're not really listing out on white in the deck, TBH. I mean, yeah, you, you are getting Necropanther, Nethro Apex of Death, Cub Warden. Um, oh, yeah. Are you running any still... of the, the three color Apexes or whatever? Or Apices? I don't know what the plural is. Yeah, I'm, there's Brokos, Apex of Forever is in it, Nethro Apex of Death. And I think that, I mean, I think those are the only two Apexes that can fit because the other two aren't in the colors yeah fair enough um, yeah that's cool that's cool um there are i mean obviously there are cards that i didn't mention here in it like the lands and um well yeah, there aren't any course. kind of any uh noteworthy lands additions to it at least i didn't think of any yeah sometimes um, a mana base is just a mana base right yeah i definitely feel the same with my deck i mean like when, when it comes to four colors you don't have a lot of wiggle room for like utility lands. You just need to get the ratio right to make sure that you get all your colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I understand that. Okay. So are we good to talk about mine? Yeah. Tell me about your deck. So 
this is this is an artifact deck, but yes, it is. But it's also a golem tribal deck. Hello, okay. it's gay dads and golems. So you didn't go for synergy. <laughs> There's synergy. There's absolutely synergy. Excuse me. Let me walk you through all of the mad synergy that I got, bruh. Oh, God. So I've wanted to build a golem tribal deck for ages because I'm just a weird niche kind of player who likes janky shit. I just think it's one of the, my favorite like weird subtypes that you see that you get a couple every every set and like they're not super overpowered or maybe there are a few that are and it's just fun there's a lot to pick from and something that i'm a huge fan of from back in the day are the splicers so you know the like way back from uh the the scars of mirrodin block you got like master splicer you got stuff like wing splicer mall splicer um so i got and there's only like eight of them as of commander legends when we got a new one and they're all in bant colors uh funnily enough so i figured hey why not build a deck with these guys um so all the splicers have an etb where they create either one or two uh three three golem artifact creature tokens and they also have an ability, like a static ability, that will pump up golem creatures. So stuff like Blade Splicer will make a 3-3 golem when it comes into play, and it also gives golems first strike. Um, so, you know, you can kind of infer from that. Um, you can get keywords like Trample Flying, you can regenerate them. And then in uh, Commander Legends, we got the mono green partner uh, Iktekik, salvage splicer who's a five mana who's a five mana elf artificer i think um and he creates a golem when he comes into play but he also has um whenever an artifact creature you control dies you put a plus plus one counter on him and another golem creature you control so Mm -hmm. um so i really love uh this design and so i kind of like wanted to center it around uh making loads of golem artifact creature tokens getting the splicers out, pumping them up, um, and also having synergy around, like, you know, having lots of artifacts. But also... For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, uh, but I also wanted to, like, have it lean into the tribal stuff um, so that, like, there would be synergy going on. So I actually put in the new artifact from Call Time, Maskwood Nexus, which is an artifact which gives everything um, that is in play and not in play uh, a creature type of your choice. So obviously it would come into play and I would choose golems and I could give all my splicers the golem archetype. So they would actually be pumping themselves up as well. Mm. Yeah. And I also have um, arcane adaptation in there for redundancy, but um, the deck has like the deck has 15, like, no, not not quite 15, like 18 dedicated like creatures that are actually golems. And then there's a couple of creatures that make golem tokens, like the splicers and a few other ones. Um, so it does it does uh, come around to about thirty, but um, and everything cool. else is just built around to make sure that that all kind of goes right. So um, the types of golems that I have, um, it's a kind of a mix between really low costed golems and really high costed ones. So for the low costed ones, I've got stuff like uh, Chronomaton, which is just a one mana one one, but you can tap it for one. And it gives a plus one plus one counter to something. Uh, actually, one of my favorite low drop ones is Ice Hide Golem, which is a two two golem snow artifact creature, and it costs one snow mana. 
So I'm actually running Snow Basics in this deck just so I can play this one drop. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I'll, and I also have Universal Automaton, which came out in Modern Horizons, and it's a 1-1 one, one for 1, but it is it has Changeling, so it is technically a Golem. Uh, the, the win con for the deck is either just a bunch of souped-up Golems, um, which is which is kind of like the main focus where you just want to make as many three, three golems as possible and pump them up in different ways. Or the backup plan is a mechanized production, uh, win con. So I want to, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I want to have like as many golems as possible. And if I have a mechanized production out and by my next upkeep, I've got eight golem tokens of the same kind. I think they need to have the same kind. As long as they're a golem token, if they have the same name, they, uh, I win the game. So, you know, um, but, you know, I'm sh- that would probably draw because it puts a timer on the on the game. So obviously that's going to draw a lot of uh, attention and probably get removed. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So if it if you don't think it will be a solid win con, it can also just be a good value engine that can give you one or two copies of something like innocuous that, you know, you maybe don't need eight of, but could do with maybe one or two extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but there are also other copy artifact stuff like Sahili's artistry. So you can copy both a creature and an artifact, which you can copy a splicer, get another golem token and more pump stuff. Um, and also copy either one of your golem tokens or one of the golem creatures. Um, and maybe you might want to copy one of the really big ones like Blightsteel Colossus, which I am also running Ooh, in deck. Spicy. Yeah. Um, but I also have um I also have the the actually the original Steel Colossus, just regular uh Dark Steel Colossus, which doesn't have infect, but trample is pretty still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um and um oh yeah completely uh and the other big golem but also makes other golems is phyrexian triniform which is a is it 12 mana i think it's a nine mana for nine yeah nine mana for a nine nine golem uh that when it dies you make three colorless golem creature tokens but it has encore for 12 so when it's in the graveyard you can exile it for 12 mana and make uh, three copies of it or as many copies for as many opponents as you have and they all attack, and they get sacrificed at the end of the turn. So you get nine more. You get nine golems from those in total. Oh, spicy! So lots and lots of golems. Yeah, fun fact. Um, I named this deck. Any holem is a golem. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, so are the gay dads functioning in any capacity with the deck, or are they just providing colors? Um, well, they are providing colors, but they are also providing just consistency and smoothing out my land drops and also okay. also maybe as a political tool just to um maybe like help some other people out and uh gain some favor with the table and so they don't uh target me a whole lot which i don't see happening a whole lot because this deck is like super clunky <laughs> but you know um if i drop a blightsteel colossus that might draw somebody's attention yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in terms of like the deck itself, like outside of like the theme and whatnot, um, the in terms of like card advantage and card draw, uh, I'm running cards that care about um, 
lots of artifacts on the battlefield, obviously. So cards like uh, Reverse Engineer and Thoughtcast that can have reduced costs determined by your artifacts. Uh, mm -hmm. Stuff like Trading Post is great utility. Um, you can sacrifice a golem token to draw a card for one mana, which is pretty cool. Uh, Mystic Forge is also another one that just lets you cast colorless cards from the top of your library. Uh, one with the machine cares about the CMC of artifacts. Um, and I'm also running Thopter Spy Network and Padim Console of Innovation. So both of those can draw me extra cards if I've got uh, either if I deal combat damage with my artifacts or if I've got the highest CMC among artifacts I control respectively. Cool. Yeah. Um, I also have Brass Herald, which is a golem that cares about tribes. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm, I, I like that. <laughs> uh, it's, it costs six mana, but who cares? Um, it works, yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of mana costs, in terms of ramp, uh, I, I am running every single cost reducer possible uh, in terms of artifacts. So I've got Joyous Familiar, Foundry Inspector, and Ethereum Sculptor. So each of those creatures reduce the mana cost of artifacts by one. Um, mm -hmm. So... Uh, those will help me get to my golems faster. Um, but I'm also running Solemn Simulacrum because that's a golem. Boom. Synergy. And, <laughs> but yeah. And then uh, just uh, some mana rocks to kind of pad it out. Um, the deck uh, leans very heavily into blue and white uh, because. Uh, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because so um, my fixing is mostly to try and get those colors and then like uh, stuff in the, in the, land base is gonna you know fix everything else i've got mm -hmm. like breeding pool a dark our wastes command tower such and such um i am also running inventors fair um and also dread sanctuary which is an artifact that what is it oh you can pay four and dread sanctuary becomes a four two golem artifact creature until the end of turn so one of my lands can nice. become a golem so i'm a big fan of that um but also, um, outside of the splicers, for like pumping up uh, my team, I also have Dragon Throne of Tarkir. So it's an art, a legendary, nice. yeah, it's a legendary artifact for four, and uh, it's an equipment um, for an equipment cost of three. So already a bit pricey, but its effect is very powerful. So the equipped creature has Defender and an activated ability of pay two and tap it, and other creatures you control gain Trample and get plus X plus X until the end of turn, where X is this creature's power. So if mm. I drop down any of my big golems and equip them to this, like I get a huge boost and all my other golems get trample and power boost. So that it would be one of the ways that I can overrun my opponents. And I'm also running the enchantment tempered steel. So artifact creatures I control get plus two plus two. Um, and that's a pretty uh, good, efficient anthem uh, for artifact creatures. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just on... Uh, just to kind of optimize the token creation, uh, I have an anointed procession in the deck. Uh, just because it's probably the cheapest way at the minute to make a creature token, to make additional creature tokens when you play. I could obviously put in like doubling season and parallel lives and stuff, but that would be pushing the budget, which is already kind of beefy for a deck that's this um, specific. <laughs> what What is your, what's your... Because so we don't really give ourselves a big limitation for no the these cost are these the are decks, brews like but, we're already um, restricted enough yeah so but what is your estimated cost so far uh, the estimated cost according to Architect is uh, five hundred dollars wow wait yours has lands though right well yeah 
Okay. Well, mine because I only I just made this just the shell without um, adding the lands yet. Oh. Without lands, it's only one hundred eighty-two dollars. Oh my wow, deck. that's pretty budget yeah. friendly. Yeah. No, my yeah. mana base does have um, a prismatic vista and a flooded strand. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So that's like a good eighty bucks there. Um. I think probably like the most expensive card in my deck is Atraxa. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, continue. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, for removal, it's actually pretty. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say pedestrian, but it's pretty typical for uh, the mana base. Uh, Source of Plowshares is there. I am running four counter spells, just like you. Um, one is Stoic Rebuttal, which uh, has a metal craft. So if you have three or more artifacts, it's basically just a counter spell. Um, I, I am running regular counter spell, and. Uh, I actually also only have one board wipe like you. Oh, look at that. Um, I did have originally have two with a scour glass. Um, but that's a pretty like hefty cost and, uh, blasphemous act is just way cheaper, which is what I'm running. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully, um, and this deck also has dark deal forge. I forgot to mention. Wait, are you not running dispatch? Oh yeah. Dispatch is there too. Okay, thank God. What am I, an amateur? <laughs> some kind of, some kind of rookie? No, uh, yeah, I am running Dispatch um, and Stoic Rebuttal, which are good, both good Metalcraft based removal. Um, mm-hmm. And if I've got the uh, Dark Steel Forge out and the Blasphemous Act, then I can just wipe everybody else's creatures, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, pretty yeah. unlikely, but um, yeah. So, but but a cheaper alternative would just be casting heroic intervention in response to my blasphemous act, which, mm, which yeah. is also included in the deck because my splicers are very important to me and I must protect. Um, but the deck also runs two tutors, um, which would go fetch me up my splicers. Um, so I'm running Eladomri's call, uh, which is just a green and a white for an instant to search my library for a creature card and put it into my hand. Um, and obviously revealing it. And um, a, a, a rather expensive tutor uh is imperial recruiter which i am also putting in um wow yeah because it tutors for creatures with power two or less and all of my splicers have one power one toughness oh yeah so that's this deck had a lot of fat to trim uh because there are actually there's a lot of golems in magic's history and i couldn't fit all of them in but i did save one slot for something completely janky, janky and useless because I couldn't resist the flavor. And that is Guardians of Miletus, which is a three mana, oh, wow. okay. artif- which is a three mana artifact creature golem with defender with zero power and four toughness. And I included just add this for flavor. I added this for flavor. It's okay. brilliant. That's and, fair. and it's an efficient wall. I mean, come on, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's, it's the gay dad's statue in Kineos and Tiros's art. So how could I not? I mean, like, I'm barely using gay dads, so I might as well have something that represents them. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I I did cut some more powerful cards like Panharmonicon and Conjurer's Closet. Because, um, like, the Blade Splice, the Splicers just in general have ETBs that I want to exploit. But I wanted to make sure that it was focused on the artifacts and the Golem Tribal Synergies rather than, like, exploiting the effects of creatures that weren't artifacts. Yeah, but you could get more golems. Well, I do have I do I get more golems with Sahili's artistry. I also have a mimic vat um, because it is sli- it's more versatile than 
um, the other token creations. That's fair. Yeah, because it can exhaust stuff from other people's graveyards. Wait, I'm not sure. Did you mention if you're running Tuck Tuck or not? Uh, Tuck Tuck was very close in the running, uh, but he did not make it, unfortunately. I'm upset. Because he, I, he, he just... I can't make copies of the legendary token artifact. I mean, if you're... Sure. Okay. <laughs> Thought you weren't going for synergy and good stuff. There is sy- there later. there is synergy. Have you been listening? I have. I am this listening, but I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of upset that you you didn't add Tuck Tuck. Wow. I ha- I had to make sacrifices. <laughs> but yeah, so this deck, um, I definitely could have taken it in a far more optimized and powerful route. But I, cu- I couldn't resist the golems and their stony robotic stairs and cool aesthetics. Like, it's just it's just fun, you know? Sometimes decks don't have to be super powerful and optimized. Sometimes you can just, you know, tell a story or have a fun theme or flavor. Which is why I'm thinking why I'm upset that you didn't put Tuck Tuck. I do <clears throat> <laughs> The ETBs are a lot easier to exploit than Tuck Tuck dying. All right. Somebody could just attack and not. I could just attack and with Tuck Tuck and nobody could block. Like right, but you would get like the one legendary golem. Yeah, we need a legendary golem for this. And like obviously, five color is like the best for golems because there's a lot of five color artifact creatures like um, Ramos Dragon Engine and. A Golos Tireless Pilgrim. So, you know, um, but obviously this was my challenge and my theme was artifacts. And I think I, I think I hit that theme. Uh, I've got, yeah, for sure. I, the deck is running like 40 something artifacts between the creatures, uh, 39 artifacts uh, between my non-creature artifacts and my golems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I met the brief as it were. And honestly, if I could, I'm not saying I mean, you like, did it. I know, I know, but I'm just, I'm just proud of myself because this is something really silly and like fun that I would absolutely play, <laughs> but like get like curb stomped and then probably scrap it in like four days, but still, but yeah, that is my golem tribal deck. Any holem is a golem. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't give mine a fun name. It's just a attracts well, those mutations. I've got a fun name for it. Oh, mutator tots. I don't like that. Oh, you don't? Well, you said mutators a lot during the de- during your thing, and I, the only time all I could think of was was tater tots. That's yeah okay. <laughs> um, so just as an addendum to this, uh, since recording, I have added four more creatures with mutate. So oh, what did you add? Uh, yeah, I got rid of well i don't remember what i got rid of but don't worry about it it's gone it's ancient oh. history actually i don't even remember what i added oh i added vulpakeet <laughs> um i added insatiable hemophage i uh, added a sawtusk demolisher the, most of these i'm not sure why i didn't put in to begin with i was kind of tired so um <laughs> that's my excuse i'm gonna stick with it and uh also i added a cavern whisperer for some discard so, uh, yeah, got rid of four cards, added four more mutations so that uh, you'd, you know, be able to mutate more often, so to speak. 
awesome. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, the more mutate, the better. But I hope they right. don't. I mean, like, do you think we'll see mutate again? Probably not. I think Probably maybe not they, for a while, at least. They might do it in like a non. You know, you know. I think they they might re, they might do it in standard again. I think they might do might return to Icoria, and do that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think so soon since we were. Just oh there. yeah, no. I mean, like, yeah, no. I mean, like, not so soon, but. I mean, like maybe I they might do the only, like, like a Modern Horizons thing where they bring some keywords in. Yeah, there's also a possibility that they could revisit the mutate ability. I guess it can kind of fit into the Phyrexian flavor. It can also fit into the Eldrazi flavor, but I don't know if they would actually go there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. Although it would be really cool if we did kind of get the Aldrazi again and it was like colorless mutations. That way you can you can slot them into your mutate decks regardless of color limitations. That's true. That would be cool. Just waiting on the fucking spreadsheet to load for so we can roll our, our new our new deck themes for our next challenge. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let so me, at the end of our myself as well. So at the end of our deck challenges, our deck matchup challenge, uh, we roll again and get and see what we get. Let's get the RNG. So are you rolling for me, and then I'll roll for you? Yeah. So um, our our I'm going to roll your color combination first. Um, okay. So we've got thirty-two different color combinations to choose from. So I'm going to roll a thirty-two-sided dice. And we're going to go, and you got 16. Which... Selesnia. Ooh, this is our first two-color pairing, I believe. Yeah, Selesnia. Okay, okay. I can work with Selesnia. It's not okay. my favorite color pairing, but I can I can do it. Celestia's fun. Uh, so, shall I give you your theme? Yes, please. So, there's going to be a 31-sided dice, and your theme is number 20. Which is control. Control. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. Um. Now I'm slightly worried. Okay. I'm not sure what. I I'm mean, not sure what Celestia control looks like without it being hate bear, but you'll. I guess we'll see. Okay. Sure. Let's Celestia control for moi. So control for toi. Let's see what you, you get. All right, so for your roll, you get a 17. Mardu! Yes! Oh, yeah, you love Mardu. I do, I do. Mardu is such a fun color thing. Color thing. Color try pair. Try, try, try. Oh, my God, okay. What? Um, So I rolled rolled the die for your your theme, and you also get control. <laughs> okay, so we're both building control decks. That's so okay, this is this will be fun though. We'll be able to like compare our notes and um at least for one color. Yeah. Yeah, well we both have white um which is a very controlling color. So, this should be fun. Yeah. 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 yeah um we will be including um our deck links for this week in the description of uh this video, not video of this of this episode. Um and we will but it also i mean on youtube it'll be there in the description yeah i'm kind of behind on the youtube posts nobody ever wow. looks at, nobody watches them 
So that's fine. Yeah, like, I know. I know. Log. I know. So yeah, um, in a few weeks, we will return and uh, see what kind of control decks we have. But until then, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, if you also um, did any of our challenges uh, previously, um, or if you want to participate in this challenge of these mashups, um, make sure to tell us. And you can tell us at our podcast Twitter, which is at PartnerPod, um, P-A-R-T-N-E-R-P-O-D. Yes. Um, Or you can just shoot it to us directly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, If you think there are any cards that we missed um, or that you think would work really well in our decks that we might not have thought about, please let us know. We want to hear from you guys. Um, And yeah. Which you can shoot it at me, uh, Jazz, um, at Jazzworth, J-A-Z-Z-W-O-R-T-H. That's where you'll find me on the internet. Where can they pester you? Um, that you can pester me inside the hollowed out husk of a dead oak tree. But if you have access to a phone, I am also on Twitter at Ralph Does Magic, uh, spelled exactly how it sounds. And yeah, uh, I tweet a lot, uh, especially during spoiler seasons like we're in right now. I love to talk about the new cards that are spoiled and we are getting the Commander 2021 products as well. So that's exciting. So yeah, uh, I anticipate there will be lots of conversation coming up and... We hope that you get get involved, just like us. For sure. So yeah, thanks for stopping by. Have a great week. We love you. Bye. Bye. Toodles. Adios. Sláinte.